0: Hello listeners and welcome once again to Chad and Chelsea, a Chelsea FC fan podcast. We are those two fans. I am Tyler, joined by the lovely wife Maria, as always. And Maria, how are you on this lovely Sunday? It's Labor Day weekend here in the States, um, and we're coming off a Chelsea 1-0 loss at home to Nottingham Forest.
1: Well, uh, I feel great about the weekend. It was a long, long work week. Yep. Um, As for this match... (laughs) Yeah, not so good. <laughs> not so good.
0: Yeah, it's always it's always tough going into international break. Um I spoke about last week how when you play on Fridays and then you have you get to watch the rest of the teams play on the weekend that it's always, you know, depend on how they if they win or lose, depends on how your weekend will go. And uh can say it's the same for um you know, international break because now you know we won't play for 2 weeks and we got to think about this loss for 2 weeks to Nottingham Forest. And we're certainly going to talk about that. Um we got a few topics to talk about. Um, I figured we could talk about the AFC Wimbledon match review in the Carabao Cup, the midweek game, um, since chronologically that one did happen first, although we did not get to watch it, did we?
1: No, we didn't, but I'm so glad they posted it after the fact, though. Yeah. Thank you so much.
0: That was a big complaint, wasn't it, that um, they could have put it on the app? Well, they didn't. Um, I don't think this was available to watch anywhere. I mean, there were there were rumblings that it was available um, in Albanian TV. Um, But there weren't any like credible links. Of course, I was scouring a lot of like these links to try and find like um, a way to watch it and could not uh, because we unexpectedly had the day off that day uh, due to uh, so-called tropical storm hurricane that didn't luckily did not hit our area very hard, did affect some areas in Florida. Um, But yeah, for those of you wondering, we're safe and fine. We really just got rain and wind uh did not hit our area hard at all, so we got the day off, and we were like you know Chelsea are playing, but there still was no broadcast info about this game. Nothing. Usually, um, in the United States, uh, ESPN Plus is who has not only FA Cup games but Carabao Cup games, and uh, they did pick up one game, and I you know I guess it's limited to how many they want to pick up. They chose to pick up Everton and Doncaster.
1: That's ridiculous. And that was the no same case to Everton fans or anything, but.
0: And I was told by um some friends on Twitter. Formerly known as X. Um, that uh um that was also the case in the UK that Everton Doncaster was the uh match of choice over there for this week's games. Out of like five games, by the way. Like there were five games and they chose that one. Um Everton pulled off a upset win against Doncaster, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. <laughs> um yeah, so we beat Wimbledon 2-1. Um they did release it on the fifth stand app. You can go watch that right now, the full ninety minutes. I call it the first half. Um, And then by then, you know, I just I had already seen the goal, the rest of the goals, and I just decided the second half wasn't worth watching. We could talk about the lineup that Pochettino chose for that. Um, We discussed whether it'd be a full rotation. We kind of figured that they didn't have the um, uh, flexibility and depth for a completely, completely second eleven, as you sometimes see Manchester City do. They'll put an entire another eleven out. Liverpool have done that as well. We don't quite have that yet uh, because of a lot of injuries, but we did have a lot of rotation this week. Uh, Robert Sanchez still in goal. And then they went with um, what seemed to be a back four of Cucurella, Levi Kowo, Axel Dessasi, and Bashir Humphreys. Uh, Bashir Humphreys playing right back, whereas normally he's playing um, in the center of a back three or on the right side of a back four. And then in the midfield, Connor Gallagher, Leslie Ugochukwu making his first Chelsea start, and Ian Matson. And then uh, front three of Diego Marrera, Mason Burstow, and Noni Madueke. And three of those players I have just listed are now on loan for the season. So this was... Um, their first starts of the real season we saw all three of them play a lot in the, um, in the preseason as well and now yeah. they're going to be alone for this year we'll talk about that after the match review um yeah the score predictions we went with um let's see
1: Let's I, not talk about it
0: let's see i picked that we would win 4 nothing um and maria picked that we would win 3 nothing um the actual score was a 2 to 1 chelsea win so maria is still going to be up 2 nothing for the season on that Um, we both picked Nicholas Jackson for our man of the match. We thought, and he did play the whole second half. Um, we thought maybe he would, um, we thought maybe he would start and maybe this would be an easy game for him to score. He did not get a goal against them. So, uh, the official man of the match was Noni Maduweke who, uh, drew the penalty. Um, not only drew it, but then also put away the penalty. Yeah. Um, and then Wimbledon's goal was scored by James Tilly who also scored a penalty. And you know, that penalty that was, we saw the replay of that and, I watched uh, the first half of the match. That was, It didn't seem like a penalty, did it?
1: No, it didn't.
0: It seemed like he got the ball before yeah. that. So obviously, he, he was coming in for a cross, and he got a punch on it, and he took out the player as well. But, you know, you're, you should be allowed to take out the player as long as you get the ball first. And, and he did.
1: He did get the ball. Yeah,
0: and it seemed like he did, or it was at least simultaneous, which is also fine. That
1: was BS.
0: And, but because there was no VAR in a cup game, there was, um, you know, no check of that. I think that would have got overturned if it was, for instance, in the Premier League. I think it wouldn't have gotten called. Well, in the, the thing Premier League.
1: is, if you look at, if you look at it, he's literally focused on that ball. Okay, yeah. where he lands after the fact, you don't have no way of knowing because you're flying literally in the air.
0: It's your box, and and the rules clearly dictate that you know the goalkeeper has command of that area and has a certain right to go for the ball in the box.
1: That's so stupid.
0: Um, and he did. Um, and then in the second half, um. After being tied 1-1 going into halftime, Enzo Fernandez scored his first Chelsea goal. He needed um, that. Had to wait a little bit, I'm sure, was happy um to get that. And it was at home as well. So I'm sure he was feeling nice by that. The keeper just made a howler of a mistake, tries to clear the ball upfield, and it ends up bouncing off Ian Motson, who was pressing the keeper, and then it just falls to Enzo Fernandez's feet. And then he um scored from outside the box. You know, it wasn't like a screamer or anything, but you know, it bounced a couple times before going to the net. But because the defenders and the Goalkeepers were not in a defensive position. Um, He was able to just put that in the corner. So that was nice to see him um, score that. Nice to see Matueke get man of the match. Um, That was a guy, you know, signed him in January. Um, A lot of fans were clamoring for him to play a lot. Wanted Lampard to pick him a lot more. And then finally, towards the end of the season, you started to get him uh, picked a little bit more. And he did score at the Emirates um, against Arsenal when they were thrashing us 3-0. Then he got a consolation goal um, and got his first Chelsea goal, so... Unlike Mudrick, you know, (laughs) Madawege has already got off the goal, uh, got off the mark for this season. um, And now Enzo got off the mark for the season. So we're really just waiting on um, Mudrick, I think is like the last big sign in that we've made that is still waiting on that first goal. Um, And he did not feature in this midweek game um, due to still recovering from his injury. Uh, The substitutes, uh, Malagusta came on for Levi Colwell. Enzo Fernandez came on for Mason Burstow. Nicholas Jackson came on for Diego Moreira at halftime, and Moises Caicedo came up to shore up the game uh, for Noni Madueke. Um, and then we did say George A. Petrovich make the bench for the yes. first time, and then he also made the bench today against Nottingham Forest, so officially in that backup keeper role. Um, I have to wait to see when he gets his opportunity. I would imagine maybe that cup game. Um, by the way, we drew Brighton, and for the next <laughs> round of the Carabao Cup, that'll be in ah. the, that'll be in the last week of September, and we did get the home draw for that. So we'll have to see how much we rotate. We we'll have to see how much Brighton rotates because they're also in European competition. Got to think about that. Yeah. So they got to be priorities uh European competition and then Premier League over this. So we might have the benefit of fielding a stronger team. Hopefully. Than Brighton. And, Hopefully. Uh, and maybe Petrovic, maybe that's the game for Petrovic to get his uh first minutes. Um yeah, so what I saw this game, you only know, saw the first half and I saw the goal in the second half. Um There were some complaints that, you know, AFC women in the League 2 team that they should have put more and two sure, certainly shouldn't have gone down one nothing. whether you think it's a penalty or not, um, and that we should have scored more than two.
1: I agree.
0: What do you think? And you think it's just because of the heavily rotation? There's some super young team, uh, midweek game in between Premier League games that are kind of more important. What do you What do you think was the reason behind that? I don't
1: know. I think it's a little bit of both that and
0: fitness levels. Maybe. Yeah. Still early in the season. It's hot.
1: Not as hot as Florida. Let me tell you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you guys aren't you guys aren't suffering like us. Too bad. Um, yeah. So two one win, we advance in the cup. We haven't had to play in the second round cup in a few years, but because we finished so low on the table, we had to play in the second round. So uh, at least we got an easy draw because last year we got Man City in the first round of the FA Cup and the Carabao <laughs> Cup. So at least okay. they, you know, we got a little bit of a lucky draw this this year. Got Wimbledon, and now we got to play a Premier League side in Brighton, um, who are looking very good. They just beat Newcastle yeah. today in the Premier League, looking very very good. Um so yeah before we get into the we'll save the Nottingham enforced match review for last we'll get into some of the transfer deadline day um it was a crazy last 24 hours wasn't it It
1: was it I, was just like one thing after another boom boom lots boom, of boom. tweets
0: lots of tweets lots of tweets from Fabrizio Romano David Ornstein um I would really even say the last 36 hours actually was a lot of a lot of rumors um a lot of almost deals rather than actual deals um we could talk about like some of the lesser important ones before we get to um the last player that we signed uh, we can talk about the loan players. Mason burst out right after he started that game against AFC Wimbledon. Um, you know, he he's going alone to, to Sunderland to go play in the championship. That should be a pretty good loan. Um, you know, he came from Charlton Athletic, um, who's, a, you know, a lower tier, either League One or League Two now, and uh, came from Chelsea, ended up playing the development side, playing for the under-21s, doing pretty well at that level. You can see, like, that's a bit too low for his level, but then, you know, um, he's kind of de factoed into the backup striker because broy is not uh, fit yet. And, Nick, you know, Nicholas Jackson was obviously starting every game. And uh, so it was kind of odd to see that out of all these players we've signed and everyone's talking about, oh, half a billion dollars this summer, over a billion since the new owners came in. Uh, and our second string striker option is Mason Burstow. Like some people couldn't believe that. he came yeah. on against uh, West Ham. And I think he came on against Luton Town as well. Um, so we should go to Sunderland. Should be a good loan, right?
1: I think so too. Um, he needs a little bit more experience.
0: Yeah. Big physical kid. Um, and Chelsea did release that, um, seven minute kind of mini docu series about his and how his upbringing, how he was adopted by his uncle and his aunt. That was a really good story. You yeah, guys sh- it was. You guys should go watch that on, uh, YouTube. Any thoughts on that before that? Uh, we watched that together. It's pretty good. Like you didn't, it know, was I-
1: good. Um, you get a little bit of, um, a background story of, you know, how things were growing up for him and it's good to see that he had support of, you know, family members to keep him, you know, straight, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, didn't realize that he his childhood was kind of like that and you know, we see a lot of stories like this where football is their gateway.
1: It is. And that is a,
0: and that's a much better path than other paths because it is easy to go down the wrong path if yeah. you have a rough childhood, not a stable home.
1: And you you, you can you can you can tell the love and respect that they have for each other. I mean, when they were talking in the documentary a little bit, absolutely. Especially when he comes out and he's always waving back at him and making sure that they were there as well.
0: Absolutely, that was that was a nice story. How they always kind of go to the games. They um, and they always uh, it was a kind of tradition that they always wave to each other uh, from the field and from the stands, and they still do it today as he's in adulthood. Yes. Um, but Sheer Humphreys going to Swansea City alone. Also going to the championship. He might maybe we'll see him go against Mason Burstow a couple times. Um, really good loan for him. Uh, we saw him go on loan to Paderborn. He was a uh, Bundesliga 2 side. Um, he went on from January to the end of the season, um, and he was captain in the development team in the first half of the season. Um, yeah, he kind of dominated that Bundesliga 2, kind of too good for that league. Um, not exactly ready to go to you know top-tier German football. Um, and this deal had a lot to do with Trevor Chalaba because they play the same position we did have to keep one of the two on the team this year, just for kind of depth reasons. Yeah. Uh, you know, Tiago Silva getting older, Wesley Fafana's out for the season, um, so we want some options there in the back. So it was either going to be Chalaba or Bashir Humphreys. Yeah, either one was going to go out on loan, or they were trying to get Chalaba to go permanently. And I think if Chalaba did go permanently, Bashir Humphreys would have would have stayed. stayed. Yeah, uh, but this is good for him. Um, honestly, when we did our preseason predictions. And we picked one of the best loan player of the year. This actually is shaped up to be a really good loan. I would have liked to pick picked this if they would have done this earlier sure. earlier in the summer before we recorded that. Uh, is it too late to change? No. It's not too late to change? That's nice of you. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, it's too late. Okay. It is. I thought she was going to give me one there. Um, yeah. Bashir Humphries, um, two-footed center back. seems like he can play right back, apparently, too. Um, he did okay. You know, his distribution playing that posi- uh, against AFC Wimbledon, not the best. Um, you know, he's kind of being asked to play a little bit wider than he's uh, more comfortable playing. Uh seems like a really good talent. Um, Obviously we're pretty stacked at center back. We've sent a lot of players like Fafana's one, you know, he'll be back next year. One for the future body of Chile. Let's not forget about him. He's close to returning yeah. body of Chile. They they're really, really high on Levi Colwell just signed a new contract. Axel DeSauci just signed this summer. I mean, he's got players ahead of him. Yeah. Won't be easy for Humphreys to break into the squad. Um, I still think he's a great asset to have around. Uh, he did need a loan. Um, maybe he can get a Premier League loan next summer. We'll have to see how well he does. Um, but either way, good luck to him. We'll be definitely be keeping an eye on Swansea definitely. City and Sunderland for those two. Uh, and then the last loan we could talk about is Diego Maradona joining uh, Olympique Lyon on loan. Uh, French club uh, Lyon are very well known for developing young players, normally their own players from their own academy. So we just got to hope that you know maybe they give our boy a little bit of attention. Look, he played the first half versus AFC Wimbledon. He got subbed off at halftime for Nicholas Jackson. This kid needs some work. I mean, he's raw. You can see there's like there is some raw ability there, but man, he's just not ready to be a Chelsea. Like not even close. And we also saw him in preseason. I think it was the first preseason game against Wrexham, right? And you could just hear Pochettino on the the very (laughs) first. Yeah, oh,
1: that was the he. That was the player. That was Diego. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah.
0: And you could just hear him on the sideline, Diego.
1: That's right. I was dying. I was dying.
0: Too funny, right? Yeah. Um. So we signed him on Benfica from a free this summer, and now we're sending him to Lion on loan. Um. And they gave us a 2.4 um million euro, I think, um, loan fee. So right off the bat, just because we signed him for free, um, on FFP standards and book reasons, we're already gained a profit for him within two months of him being at the club. Yeah. So you know, by if, if if you care about that and you look at it that way, that's fine. You just gotta hope he develops well and maybe he can become a part of Chelsea again. Similar to Mason Burst, uh, similar to Bashir Humphreys, though. Look at the players we've just signed. We've just signed Cole Palmer. We signed Noni Madueke and Mudrik in January. I mean, it's you know Sterling is, in, is starting every single game for Pochettino right now. Yep. It's not that easy for him to come back and get yeah, in to
1: come and get yeah.
0: On hello Gabriel, um, he's a bit more developed, and despite being the same age, he is on loan at Strasbourg, our um, our second club. He seems a bit more developed, and he's at that position. I mean, it's not. This is not going to be easy for him.
1: No, it's not to no. get
0: to get the team. and. He definitely seems like he needs the most work out of all of them. But, again, could it have been just a free sign-in just for FFP purposes and to later get a profit? I mean, you gotta look at the could business be. side of it. That yeah, might that, that might have been be. the only reason. Who can say? Um, we can talk about Callum Hudson-Odoi, who, um, it, you know, had been rumored for weeks. It was either going to be Fulham or not Forest. Officially joining Nottingham Forest on a permanent deal. I think we got something like three or four million pounds um, with a, a tiny bit of add-ons. I mean, pretty, pretty insignificant fee for a you know, a 22-year-old player who still has a lot of time to get his career going. I agree. But is I mean, his stock is at a, was at an all-time low. He had a year left on his contract. He's on high wages. The relationship kind of soiled. He doesn't have a relationship with, you know, Chelsea very much. Uh, certainly not the current coaching staff. I don't even know if they met with him. He was in the bomb squad with Lukaku, Lukaku and Ziyech. Those two got their moves. He was the last to go. His was at least permanent, whereas the other two were lone spots. Um... Yeah, this, uh, it sucks to see this end this way. We, we just yeah. kind of have to shake hands, say thank you for the memories. Really, you you could make an argument that out of all the eight players that our academy pr- produced, whereas coming up as like a 17, 18-year-old, he was the most developed and the most dynamic to ever come out of our academy. Uh, certainly think of John Terry, uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, uh, Fakayo Tamori maybe, yeah. and then maybe Reese James and Mason Mount. Those are probably the, like the best talents to ever come out of the academy. Um, it, be, it could easily have been him. It could have easily been him to be our best ever Academy talent that we ever produced. And, you know, maybe there's still time for that. Um, I don't think you'll ever surpass John Terry. (laughs) Um, but I mean, he's so dynamic. I'm just destroying the youth level, like at a high level, like goals and assists, driving by players. Like no defender could defend him. One-on-one came up to the senior team, very young age, 18 years old. Um, and we're talking four years ago, he made his Chelsea debut and he's 22. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Like how young he actually still is. And, how young he he made his breakthrough Maurizio Sarri was playing him a lot I know a lot I remember a lot of Chelsea fans were just telling you know hoping on Twitter I I can remember back then they wanted Sarri to sit um Pedro and Willian and play Hudson-Odoi more that was the call back then was to sit those veteran players who have won a lot of trophies and bring in him and when he did come in he did very well and that was that was really his best season was under Maurizio Sarri and yeah. then he got his Achilles injury it kind of all went to shit from there um, to say least, he, and he came back under Tuchel. Tuchel did play him a bit, but he never got that consistent run under Tuchel. And then the very last game he played was uh, the Club World Cup final, where he um, he put in a cross to Lukaku for to score the game winning goal, and we ended up winning the Club World Cup for the first time in our club's history. That was the last trophy we had to win to complete the set. Wow. We now won every trophy available that we could have won. I know Roman Abramovich was very happy that night because uh, he finally got to say like, okay, as an owner, he's won every trophy since he came in in two thousand three. And uh, hey, that was a big deal. Like that was the end up being the last game. Couldn't believe uh, that was the last game he played. When I realized that, um, but then he got an injury shortly after. We sent him a loan to uh, Bayer Leverkusen, and, and you know that could have either been the loan where it either went north or south, and it went south. And they didn't play him very much. He picked up injury concerns there. Never got a consistent run throughout a whole season there. Bundesliga was certainly a step down from the Premier League. It's an attacking league. Yeah. Um, easier to manipulate defenses and break through them, and it didn't work out for them. No. You think it's just best to just kind of part ways, say goodbye, thanks for the memories, thanks for, f- thanks I, for the goal against Juventus? And...
1: I, I think so, too. I, I do believe that because <clears throat> otherwise it could turn into a Lukaku drama. Yeah. To be very honest. I, I mean, mean yeah, and, yeah. He, and he's
0: always seemed professional. I don't think he yes. would ever do no, that. He's no, always no, seemed like professional. But you know
1: what I mean? Like, don't prolong it. You know, if just let him go.
0: Yeah, I think that's what he needs, and he's going to go play under Steve Cooper, who managed him at um, England youth level, at the national level, before he got that job and not in Nottingham Forest. Um, so, already with a manager that he already knows, this could be really ideal. Um, this the,
1: could be the second wind.
0: This could be, yeah. That he, that he needs. He's really you know? got to get his body correct, and then yeah. probably mental, just as much yeah. as body. It's
1: kind of like uh, Roja right now, and um, Chili, when he got his injuries. Yeah,
0: coming back from that, really trying to like mentally come back first, and yeah. then physically come back. Second. Um, yeah. The last bit of news before the, um, well, we got a couple more things. Uh, Trevor Chalba, Ian Monson, Connor Galler, and Mark Cucurella. Uh, all four of them were kind of linked to moves away with, um, within the last couple days, all four of them ended up staying. Um, and there are reasons behind all of them. Uh, they all kind of interconnect with each other a little bit. Um, we can talk about Cucurella first. He, uh, we had talked about last on last week's episode that Manchester United were interested in loaning him. um, The season because Luke Shaw for them had picked up a pretty significant injury, and I think Malasia is also injured, although it's not a serious injury. But they don't have really a left back, they're having to play Diego Dallo at that position because they don't really have a left sided defender that can play fullback appropriately for them. And Cucurella was an option because obviously we had you know three left backs, which is normally more than you would carry considering we're not in the Champions League, and it's pretty clear that Pochettino. Picks Chilwell as his Every first, time. as we all expected. Yep. And that the number two is Ian Monson. It seems pretty obvious that that's what it is. And hasn't really played Cucurella besides that Wimbledon match. And uh, some people say he shouldn't have played that Wimbledon match because it either hurt his stock. It also cup-tied him. Because uh, when, when you play in those cup competitions, you are now cup-tied for that competition with that team. So if he would go to Man United, he couldn't play in that cup competition. Now, I don't think you know they're not signing him for the League no, Cup.
1: No, they're not. They're
0: signing him for... The Premier League, like that's that's what they're doing, and maybe a little bit of Europe yeah, as well. Yeah,
1: I, I don't think the manager was thinking. I don't think it mattered.
0: What it seemed like it came down to, from stuff I saw on Twitter, was that they wanted a clause that put that they could um, rip apart the and send him back to Chelsea in January <laughs> because Luke Shaw would probably be back then. And Malacia. That's not yet. how
1: freaking works.
0: And we denied it, and we did not want to do that. And they ended up finding a replacement, a uh, Sergio Regulon, with Tottenham. And Tottenham agreed that sure, you can, you we can have a clause put in there that he can, you can send yeah, him anything, back. In anything
1: to screw over Chelsea.
0: Yeah. So there were after that, um, there was still a day to kind of get a move done, and there there wasn't any. I think they were just too focused on stuff with the other players.
1: Yeah, there was too much going on getting the Cole Palmer the
0: deal done. Um, they, I just think they couldn't find a deal with Cucurella. He's here for the season. I mean, he could go in January for, like, a six-month loan yeah. or maybe permanent. I doubt they can find a permanent deal from in January. January tends to be more loans than permanent moves, well, as, I- as we saw last uh, January for us.
1: Yeah, I feel like it It, it went the route of ZH that for
0: the... It kind of did, yeah. Like, it's just a move that was pretty close, and it seemed like he was, like, the number one option, and then it didn't yeah. materialize. Um, Ian Matson, I mean, ob- obviously, those two players are pretty connected. We accepted a bid on transfer deadline day from Burnley. That made me so angry. Who is the club that, um, he was on loan with last year and, you know, was a starter pretty much every week, um, under Vincent company. And we accepted a, you know, it was like a 32 million bid. Um, and it had a sell on clause, I believe too. Whereas if they sold him, we would get a profit. I think it had about five or 6 million add-ons too, which would have taken to well above like 40. Um, and look, I, I think they did meet the valuation. I think like I'm not talking value wise that they didn't try to screw us over. I think Burnley did meet the valuation. Um, Burnley ex- sent the deal. Chelsea accepted the deal, and Ian Monson, um was the third party that had to accept, and he rejected the deal. He he seems to want to fight for his place. Um, thoughts on that?
1: I'm glad he did. I'm sorry for Cucurella. I, th- I, but I think
0: everybody. I think everybody's pretty relieved that he went that route.
1: Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm very relieved. I, like I said, I mean. Cucurella had his shot. He had it's a whole not, season. It's not working. It's not working. He's not good. He's not the level. Is he's, he? He's not. He's not. And
0: I know he had and personal reasons that have not been disclosed. But there were uh, there was reports here that when he joined, there were personal like um kind of things that were happening in his life um that has not been disclosed and it doesn't need yeah, to be.
1: I understand that, but it's like any other job. You know, you're getting paid to do something you can't bring what's happening at home into the pitch because that affects everybody it's not affecting only you it's affecting the whole team
0: yeah and certainly if it was maybe a short run of form be more acceptable but it was really the whole season he really exactly. was he really was not up to the so, standards for a 10-month season
1: i'm sorry you had your shot
0: and he played a lot in preseason. i think posture really want to identify what do i have at this position between lewis hall mattson Chilwell, and kukarela and Really identify. He played a lot. I think for that reason. I think just because he played a lot wasn't an indictment on how much he likes him. I think it was a reason that he wanted to like really see. Okay, where can he play? What am I? Where am I going to play him, etc.
1: I do feel bad when you told me that when he came on on the pitch that for that one match for AFC Wimbledon. That that was that's that's he, not the way to go.
0: You you're, and she's referring to if you guys don't know um, when he came on the pitch and his name was announced that. um he was booed a bit by Chelsea fans at Stanford Bridge. Like,
1: come on, guys! I think
0: it's because they wanted they wanted the move to materialize, and it kind of seemed like at that point the move maybe. You...
1: At that point, it's not even his fault. Like, yeah. be more mature, people.
0: Yeah, and and he was down to go to Man United too. I think he I think he can kind of tell that it's kind of coming to an end. He's just gonna have to tough it out. I mean, we do need yeah. we do need defenders on the bench. He made the bench again today. He's probably gonna be the bench for most probably until Badia Chile comes back yeah. probably. I would imagine. And then I think body is and Matson will be the defenders. You start to see on the bench along with Trevor Chalaba. Um Yeah. Matson. going back to him. Really glad me too. that he's going to be here. Um, it reminds me of when we accepted a bid in January for Connor Gallagher, who we'll talk about next. Um, he, you know, Connor Gallagher, similar when we accepted a bit to Everton, did not accept the bid, And just say, these are Chelsea boys. These are boys that came through our Academy. And they want to fight for the place. And, I'm glad And, the and cl- are. clearly, Matson has had some kind of conversation with the coach staff. Because obviously, Pochettino is not the one deciding on these yeah. accepted transfers. Clearly, there's like a uh, a difference between when he's with the team. Because obviously, he's not spending time with the sporting directors and the owners.
1: Yeah.
0: He's spending time with the coaches and his teammates. And he's probably enjoying life right now. And Pochettino's probably said, like, You're, you have a role to play. You're absolutely part of the team. You're going to come on. In a lot of games, we saw him come on today against Nottingham Forest. Started in the midweek. Against um, AFC Wimbledon, you'll probably see him start probably every Carabao Cup and FA Cup game that we have this year, um, this season, and uh, yeah, really important player. I think if if Chua were to go out and get his injury, which you know he's probably due for every year, it's probably it's it's Matson. It's not going to be Kukerel. It's got to be Ian yeah. Matson, or maybe they play Levi Colwell left back. We'll have to see. Uh, Connor Gallagher next. Uh, sorry, Connor Gallagher next. Um, we were in negotiations with Spurs. They kind of put out a forty million pound bid, um, verbally. Uh, did not mean our valuation. We were looking for a closer to f- uh forty-five to fifty to entertain and accept a bid. Uh, no official bid got accepted. He ended up staying. Uh, thoughts?
1: I'm glad it didn't happen.
0: Yeah, one of the best players to start the season, I think. Yeah, a lot of people are saying at Luton Town, he's, he's West better. Ham looks very good. Started the midweek. Um, you know, he's always got an engine. Like he's never gonna be like he's just he's not an injury-prone player. He's no. just not. He's one of those guys.
1: I just I feel bad. For him, because he tries so hard, though, you know what I mean, like.
0: And I think he's improved he, a lot. I think he has. I think that the slack on Twitter has gotten down a bit. I think you know, I think uh, attention is kind of being shifted towards other players like Cucurella and Mudrik. That's kind of where attention's going right now. Yeah. Uh, Gallagher's not, you know, he's played well. He's still playing in a position that's not exactly where I he they would normally would play. Stop
1: and just put him in the position that works well for him. For I know, but they like
0: they like Enzo up front behind the striker because he could play kind of more because that's the thing with Gallagher although he is better at that number eight number ten position he can't really play a killer
1: pass pass yeah that can really really unlock
0: a defense so they're just they're trying they're they're finding a way to still make him valuable in the team in the midfield Yeah. um but just not taking away from where Enzo shine uh Trevor Chalba last player we can discuss here um in regards to potential outgoings um negotiations pretty much up to the last hour with Bayern Munich Thomas Tuchel wanted Chalba, which is really interesting that Thomas Tuchel was kind of pushed with his move because yeah. Thomas Tuchel did give Chalba his breakthrough in the team, and we got to see him start for the first time because this was one of the academy players. When well, we talked about Callum and doy about he was such a bright player, we always heard about him. This is an academy player that, although his name certainly came up, we all knew him because his older brother played for Chelsea and the thing. Chalba, this was not one that everyone was saying, "Oh, when he gets when he graduates and goes on a couple loans, he's going to come back and play for Chelsea." This was not one that was no. like naturally talented and um was pushing for first team place really at any point and had had a good loan in um France I believe and uh played you know kind of played a couple different positions ended up coming back and it just so happened that we were just kind of short a defender and he came on the a couple hair. times scored a goal in his first game whoever forget that as Stanford Bridge he drops to his knees points to the sky Aspilicuida comes up and hugs him beautiful moment
1: yeah it was
0: love that game um and Thomas Tuchel is, although he wants him back, Thomas Tuchel was the one that froze him out of the team for months if you remember. Like you're talking 2 or 3 months. It's really interesting that he wants him now at Bayern Munich. Yeah,
1: it's, it, it, I find it odd as well. And I, it, I don't know.
0: And this could be one that they come back for in January. We could see we could see Tuchel and Bayern Munich come back for him in either January or next summer maybe. Okay. Um I still think that they still view Chalba as a peer profit, you know, kind of like they, they were looking for a significant fee of somewhere between twenty five and thirty million, which would be a huge huge thing on the books, you know, FFP wise. We always got to talk about it because it's just how it's just the nature of the game. It's a money game. You're trying to stay out of trouble, and avoid sanctions and fines and transfer bans and stuff. Yeah. These are all important factors. Um, look, he ends up staying this year. Uh, this does have to do with, you know, Bashir Humphreys um, going on loan. Um, He's currently injured. I don't know if that had anything to do with the deal. He's currently injured. He's been injured for a while since preseason. Um, they're putting him about two or three weeks back. Maybe after this international break, we start seeing him train with the team again. Okay. Yeah. Thoughts on Chab? What do you think? You think this might be the last season? Maybe you think he might go next season? Do you think he might sign a new contract?
1: I think this is his last season. Yeah. Um. I feel I feel for him. I really do. But you know.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's hard to break through. You know, he's just, he's not, I think he's done well when given the chance. I can't, I can't necessarily say that every time he's been in, he hasn't like not performed. I, I don't want to say that, but but I just think the team's going in a certain, a, a, direction. Cer- a certain direction and they, they view Academy graduates as sellable assets.
1: Unfortunately, Why, that's I true. mean,
0: look at three out of these four rumors that we had Ian Motson and Connor Gallagher and Trevor Chalb are all Academy graduates. It should. It just is that way.
1: Yeah, but they can't continue to do that every time, too. It's just gonna bite us in the ass one day.
0: I know exactly. And uh, so yeah, like, we'll have to see. Um, the he's staying for this year, but um, we'll have to see how it goes. In January, this could be a name that could very well pop up again. Okay. Uh, last bit of transfer news here: we signed Cole Palmer <laughs> permanently from Manchester City. <laughs> uh, twenty-one-year-old English attacker. Um, made his debut today against Nottingham Forest, and we'll talk about that in match review. But I thought he looked pretty damn good one of the better players on the pitch, in this, especially in the second half. Um, yeah, we... Um, sorry, someone was just screaming outside our window. That was weird. <laughs> I think someone's... Uh, uh, I don't
1: that know. That was odd. Yeah, very <laughs> odd. Call
0: the police. Um, yeah, we signed up for Manchester City. Um, obviously, Man City is a really hard team to break into.
1: It is. Um, there's you, just too many star players. There's
0: so many. And even though they just signed, uh, they got rid of uh, Riyad Mahrez to Saudi Arabia, and that's kind of his position. There's still Jack Grealish. There's Julian Alvarez. There's Phil Foden. Um, and I saw a lot of, if you looked on Reddit or on Twitter, Man City fans were pretty um, disrupt with him going. They kind of thought yeah. that, they kind of thought because of Mahrez leaving that this was the year. That Palmer was gonna break in the team. And They were pretty like not necessarily happy about this. Yeah. Uh ended up signing for 35 million, uh, plus five add-ons. Uh relatively cheap. I mean, you know, 21 year old player hasn't played a lot of Premier League games, I will say, because again, it's really hard to break into that team. There's too many player. star players. Yeah.
1: The bench the bench is the same.
0: Yeah, and he certainly got his chance and uh he played a lot against us in the cup games. Uh, I remember he torched Aspalaquita in one of the he, cup games. Um that clip was kind of going viral and uh yeah really good player really sweet left foot he likes they've been told that he's going to you know compete for the right wing position which is where Sterling has been playing um you also have Madoyake there um so oh um God. and then also the, and then also the number 10 position where you have injured players such as Nkuku or Carney Chukwameka so a lot of a lot of people are kind of questioning this move because is he just going to go from one bench to another I, it's hard to say. It really depends on
1: how he plays, on
0: Pochettino how he plays and how he trains. I guess right. Yes. Um. Certainly today, I think he looked good. Probably a bit better than Matawake and Mudrick did for sure. Um. Probably on the level with Sterling. You know, he played with Sterling in Manchester City. That was one of his kind of mentors when he was breaking the team at like 19 years old. Um. Yeah. Excited about this. This was the last edition. This was you know we talked. This was the last thing they wanted to address. Yeah. They weren't necessarily wanting to sign a striker. They wanted someone that could play, quote unquote, across the line of the attack, which means left, left, middle, and right. And certainly he can play the middle and the right. And we'll have to see if uh, they end up putting him on the left. Um, Yeah. Thoughts on this deal? Thoughts on his uh, opening performance today?
1: Uh, No, like you said, uh, he looked pretty good. He's got a sweet left foot. um, Compared to some of the other players today. Um,
0: Big too. I mean, for his, I mean, like six, (laughs) six foot. I mean, for like a winger, he's pretty tall.
1: We could use it, especially when we're at that wall and we're kicking it in.
0: Yeah. I mean, he looked, pretty big. It always seems like he's comfortable on the ball. Like it doesn't really seem like you can take the ball off him. Like no. I n- I never get the sense that like when a player's on it, they're going to take the ball from yeah, him because no, he's he just got on
1: there.
0: Yeah, he just got a wide frame and he's tall and he just got a sweet left foot, man. I mean, he just looks like, he he's always in control. Uh certainly today he was playing like he was definitely playing number 10 position today. Like right behind the strike, right behind yeah. Jackson, um kind of in between Enzo and Jackson trying to connect those two. Um and also a free roll. He did end up on on the right a bit, so maybe a bit of a free roll. Um so yeah, that's all the I mean, it's a great transfer um, window, I think. Um,
1: All we can do is just wait and see how it plays out. We got to wait for the results,
0: point. and we can go ahead and talk to Nottingham Forest Review um, oh, yeah, yeah. where the result did not come. Can I go? Oh, you wanna go? Yeah. want to go? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, you want to be here even, for this? I don't
1: even want to talk about this mess no, about right, yeah.
0: match. And we're not going to talk about much because uh, we don't want to cry. <sighs> but um, <laughs> uh, we can talk about our predictions. Um, I picked one nothing Chelsea win. Maria picked 3-1 Chelsea win. Uh, so neither of us were right. So Maria is still, once again, up 2-0 for the what? season. I got to get one of these eventually. No. Right? I got to get one. I no. mean, we're talking five matches and I have zero. Uh, I only
1: mean, have two.
0: Hey, that's two more in me. You're on fire. Uh, Man of the Match predictions. Um. Oh, I didn't write down who we picked. Do you remember? Oh, no. I picked Raheem Sterling for this match and you picked Enzo Fernandez. Both, I think, adequate picks. Um, There really wasn't a man of the match, was No,
1: there? no, there wasn't.
0: I can't think of one player that really stood out among the rest. It wasn't like... Uh, when, nobody.
1: Nobody stood out.
0: It wasn't like when we played West Ham where Raheem Sterling really...
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, maybe, maybe Raheem Sterling, but I, I'm not going to I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not give myself that. I'm not going to give myself that. I'm not going to stoop that low. We'll go over the starting lineups. We had Robert Sanchez once again in goal. Defenders were Ben Chilwell, Captain of the side. Levi Colwell, Thiago Silva, Axel De Sassi, and Malo Gusto. In the midfield, Moises Caicedo, Connor Gallagher, and Enzo Fernandez, and the two forwards, Raheem Sterling and Nicholas Jackson. So the exact same lineup that won three to zero against Luton Town. And I can see, you know, I can see the idea behind that is that, you know, the team that just won three nothing.
1: I get it. Would, I get it. I can
0: understand the stability reasons. Um, people were pretty upset about this formation, huh? Once yeah. again, continuing with Bench it well down the line.
1: Well, it's it's kind of like what you said. Preseason, we weren't even playing this formation. So why why, why did you switch? No and idea. never Go back.
0: No idea. And we still. I, I. And some people don't know. Are we accommodating Thiago Silva by playing an extra defender because you know he doesn't have the legs? Well, maybe it's time to drop Tiago Silva from the team. And I mean, I'm it's sure he fine. wouldn't
1: take it offensive. No, he's a professional. He he's understands. One of the
0: one of the, mu- the most professional players to ever play the sport. I mean, I think it it would be fine. Um substitutes that came on were Ian Matson, Cole Palmer making his Chelsea debut at Stanford Bridge, Noni Matawiko, and Mudric. Um
1: Yeah, uh, I, I would
0: say I would say Cole Palmer and Matson probably looked the best other of the substitutes and then followed by Maduike. and Modric had a stinker when he came on.
1: Mudrick was like a statue again on that pitch.
0: Again, he kind of reminds me of of Timo Werner in a bit in the sense that he is built for a counter-attacking team, which we are not. We are a build-up team that tries to break through defenses. So when he receives the ball, he's already got two players in front of him, and he's kind of at a stand and stop and not actively running. Exactly. So you it, know, it's almost like once again, I think our style almost doesn't fit him yet. Yeah. Kind of like Team Werner for two years, we really did not fit his style. Um, yeah. Th- any thoughts on other players? I'm um mm. Sanchez. We don't have to talk about him real mu- that much. I mean, he let in the goal, but was it a super savable goal? Not really. not really. Still, I still think in five games, we still we're still not convinced that he is. The solution, but is he the problem either? Not mm-hmm. not yet. I think nah. un- until he makes a major mistake, we won't see Petrovic in. Yeah. Um, except for maybe the league games, but I think um uh, the league cup games. But I think in terms of the Premier League, we won't we're not gonna see him uh for a bit. I think it's gonna continue to be Sanchez. I think he did fine, he cleaned some cross as well.
1: Yeah, he was he was fine. He, was he fine. saved
0: some shots, but none of them were like difficult yeah. saves at all. Um De I think was better today. He was all right. Um Silva Silva got nutmeg for the goal. I mean, let's just. Oh, my God,
1: please. We could talk
0: about the goal. Uh, Anthony uh, Alonga scoring very early in the second half. Moises Caicedo and Connor Gallagher just got mixed up in the midfield. And yeah. is it, be, you know, it kind of seemed like the mistake was more on Caicedo than it was Gallagher. And they tried to run back. And, you know, Taiwo Iwiani is a very fast physical striker. And he plays a pass into Alonga and just nutmegs Silva and yeah. just makes Silva just look silly a bit. And then Levi Colwell, he was just already a bit too behind. Called out of position, couldn't catch up to He who's a very fast player, and he slots it home. Yeah, in the corner. I mean, San- its unsavable for Sanchez, in a sense. And you know, I would blame Caicedo first, and then I would think Silva did not do well in the defending. No,
1: he didn't. And I would say Cole. I would say
0: you know because we had the ball, Colwell you know, wasn't expecting to have to sprint back thirty yards to try and stop an attack. He <laughs> well, just he just didn't get close enough. But um,
1: I just feel like though when we lose the the ball, it's like it takes us several seconds before we start moving back and trying to, you know, yeah. win it back. Like, there's no momentum. It's sort of like they, they s- sit still.
0: Sh- the transition should be quicker. I mean, it yes. should be. I mean, I saw Caicedo, uh, as soon as he left the ball, he did start sprinting, but by the time, obviously. Well, obviously no, nobody can,
1: else does it, you know. They're all taking, like, their sweet time, you know.
0: Obviously, uh, passes are played faster than any player can run, right? Yeah. So when the pass is played, no player can catch up to it because no one can run faster than a ball. Mm-mm. You just can't. So yeah. by playing a pass like that, it cut through the entire defense. It was a good goal. not enforced deserved the goal. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say they 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 100% deserve to win. Um, they don't. Well, they they deserve to win, but I you know one nothing was <laughs> one nothing was their cap. They certainly didn't push. For, no, a, once, for a second goal. No,
1: once they got that one, all they cared about was defending. And I swear to God, I have never seen such damn defending.
0: Really good defending. I mean, crap. We'll go over their star lineup real quick and talk talk About some of their defenders, Matt Turner in goal, American, U.S. international. Shout out to him. Um, Joe World, Scott McKenna, Willie Bully as the center backs. Um, Olaena and former Chelsea Academy graduate, and uh, and then Serge Aurier playing like wingbacks. Um, Serge Aurier played for Pochettino under Tottenham in the midfield. Um, Oro Magala and Ola and uh, Ryan Yates, and then a front three of Morgan Gibbs White, Taiwo Awoniyi, and Danilo. And Danilo had to get subbed on pretty early for injury by. Anthony Alango, who went on to score the goal, um, yeah. To me, it was this game was all about McKenna, Whirl, and Bowley. That back three just kind of outperformed our back three of Colwell, Silva, and Desassi. Yeah. It almost seemed like that's where the battle was won and lost today. Was all the defenders. It seemed like the midfields were pretty even. Every
1: time we try to get that sucker in, boom! Def- def- lots deflect, of blocks. De- deflect. Lots deflect. of block
0: shots. Lots of. Um, I mean, their positioning was just really good. Like they yeah, got it was. really good positioning. Um, Matt Turner didn't have too many saves to make. I don't think we tested him enough. Uh, Taiwo Awiani was just too physical. I mean, just way too physical for Silva. Like,
1: yeah.
0: I mean, one of the hardest strikers to defend for sure.
1: He and, tried to. You could see him trying. Oh, he was putting oh, all his—he
0: was putting all his muscle into and trying this to. Like, man pull
1: him. was just like, no, no, you're not.
0: Yeah, and we, we, it's a bit unfortunate that in the first couple of weeks we've had to go against Mikel Antonio and Taiwo Awiani, who were just like two just physical behemoths of strikers that are not only fast, skillful, but also strong and durable and don't take a challenge easy. Like you <laughs> really have to put in a hard challenge. Um, yeah. I mean, Whirl in particular is um, their captain, I believe. I mean, he was just so good. I, and I think I said last week that he was going to be suspended for this week, but he was suspended for the midweek Carabao cup game. And so we got to play in this game because I think, believe he received received a red card last week. I thought
1: um, it was supposed to be the the next upcoming.
0: well yeah it's just the next game in England I believe which which was the midweek game they played Wednesday just like we did the day of the storm um, and yeah so he didn't he was suspended for that game and he got to play this game and uh, yeah he dominated I mean he was really good um, you know Sterling got past uh, Olaena and McKenna a couple times and um, we can talk back about our players we'll talk about that Nicholas Jackson chance Mike my, my God it seems like. Mm-hmm. I mean, he hasn't done this. I'll let
1: you. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna <laughs> put my two cents. I'll let you.
0: He hasn't done this since, uh, since he signed for us and missed like an obvious open chance, which you never want to see a striker do. But I mean, if you're getting paid to be the striker and you're taking the well, you got to put that away. Raheem Sterling drives along the right side, drives to like the goal line almost, yeah. and you know
1: passes,
0: passes, crosses the ball back in, kind of squares it back to the uh, almost uh, before the penalty area. He's really three yards away. So much closer than the penalty area, and uh, it kind of comes off uh, not an enforced player's foot a little bit, but it falls to him, and he's stretching his foot.
1: Like, what the hell and are you thinking? I guess he
0: was so desperate to just get any kind of touch on it because you're thinking at that, that close, any touch will get it in, and it didn't. He skies it over the bar as he's stretching his leg. I mean, he's running at a very fast speed, and you could just see Ian Motson was right behind him, as he, and he just puts his hands on his head and just couldn't believe it that after... Try, all that Trying to break down this team for 82, 83 minutes, whenever that chance happened, that this is this is how it ends. This is our biggest chance in the game. And that ended up being our biggest chance in the game. Yeah. That was it. And yeah. I, even though we had six or seven corner kicks, again, they're just too tall. Like, they just have... <laughs> their <laughs> defenders are too tall. Even their midfielders are pretty tall. I mean, they just... We couldn't get anything going on set pieces. Yeah, we, or, we, we're we're sure. not a set piece team, first of all. We're not a set piece team. We're not like West Ham. Like for example, is a is a uh, set piece team, not an enforced kind of r too, because they have the most headed headed goals in in the Premier League so far this season in the early games. Look, we lost one nothing. We're at home. This was um, this is the fourth game of the season. Um, the only positive outlook that you can make is that we have thirty four games left.
1: Yeah, that's the only not outlook literally. you can
0: put. It really sucks to go into the international break, um, losing. And uh losing two out of four, by the way, and drawing Liverpool and then we beat Luton Town. So we had you know, it's a negative record so far. It's probably gonna put us in the bottom half of the table, I would imagine, somewhere around that 11, 12th place that we love so much. Um it's just not good enough. And I, I and this goes on Posh first, right?
1: Yeah. No, I put it all on Posh. I don't It's gotta it go on him first. Yeah, on him first.
0: And I understand his post game comments that he says that he thinks we played well enough and that maybe we we deserve something from the game. So he's kind of implying there that we deserved a tie. Which I I would I I wouldn't necessarily disagree or with at him. Least I would say we learn
1: from whatever mistakes were made on the pitch today, too.
0: Yeah. I think look, look, people until he gets rid of this Chilla left winger experiment, he's gonna get a lot of flack on Twitter. Yeah. And I'm really worried that the fans are gonna turn on him very quickly. Yeah. It hasn't happened yet. I think if we lose to like a relegation side or really uh. a or really a big rival, I think if, if we get like thumped by Arsenal or Tottenham, three or four nothing or something like they're gonna turn on him quick. Yeah, Uh That that's usually the breaking point. I mean, losing to Nottingham force one nothing, it's usually not a breaking point. That guy, especially four weeks in the season, that's not it yet. But man, what do you think about this formation? Do you think you think Silva should be dropped? Um, I mean, certainly Chilwell should not be playing this left winger position because the, he doesn't have the dynamic.
1: I feel like we should go back to that formation he used preseason. Yeah. Okay. I feel like no offense to Silva, he should get switched. Who, and, and who comes
0: in you think? Surely an attacker, I would believe. Possibly. To me, I, to me I would think I would think maybe you put um Matawake on the right side and put Sterling back on the left where he's played a lot. Yeah. Or you could put or you could uh instead of Matawake put Cole Palmer in. And put him on the right side and put Sterling on the left. Yeah. Those are the two I can think of right now. Um, Mudrick hasn't doesn't deserve it right now. I no,
1: mean, he doesn't. I'm sorry, Modrake. I mean he get, no. Just really that he
0: didn't do anything positive today. I mean no. really, and, and I understand they're playing eleven behind the ball. Except and I understand that's difficult for him. I understand that's difficult for him. He's not used to playing a team that has eleven behind the ball. Uh but we gotta figure it out. We gotta find a way to break down a team. When they set up a low block, how are we gonna break through and score a goal? Exactly. We don't know. We don't have an identity. That's the problem. I never I never really saw a way we were gonna the only thing I could think of was that Raheem Sterling driving in the box and drawing a penalty. That's yeah. all I could think of. Um and then even then we didn't even know who our penalty taker was gonna be. I guess Fernandez again.
1: Oh, please no. <laughs> please no.
0: Um Mal Gusto, I think he did really well on that right side. I think him and Sterling in the first half, you could tell like those were the top two players yeah. on the team were gusto and some of his Sterling. passes, though weren't good though. No, he had some bad crosses. I'm not gonna lie. I won't I don't wanna yeah, I don't wanna sugarcoat it too much. Um yeah, his passes were not all that. Um, he interchanged very well mm-hmm. with Connor Gallagher and Raheem Sterling yes. and a bit of Enzo, but I don't think he... No, you're right. Actually crossing in the ball to deliver service was not very good. I think he really only had one that was maybe a goal-scoring opportunity, maybe. Um, Caicedo, look, we just got to hope he just... We just got to ride the storm, start him every game. Because yeah. um, at a price tag like that, you have to start him every game. Just ride the storm. And eventually... Um, yeah. I, I mean, I still think for the rest of the game, he was good besides the mistake. Yeah, um, was he? Gr- I wouldn't say he was great because I don't think any player on the pitch was great today. Um, who else? Enzo Fernandez didn't seem to have as many killer passes today no, as we didn't. saw against Luton Town and even even West Ham, where we lost that game. Um,
1: well, I'm sure getting a goal, you know, on us didn't help the, yeah. the atmosphere on the pitch.
0: Yeah, so, something was missing there with Fernandez today. Not sure quite what it was. I don't know. if. You know, maybe Jackson wasn't making the runs. Jack and Jackson had an off day too. I think this was Jackson's worst game in a Chelsea sure. Yeah. Only played five, if you don't count the preseason, which we don't count that. Um this was his worst game. I mean, he needs I I would like to see at this point, I would like to see Broya get healthy and kind of compete for that. Me too. Um we got we gotta, you know, they should be competing with each other and pushing each other. Um by the way, on the bench was um Brazilian striker David Washington, who did not um end up getting a loan move. Um so that's our that's our backup striker now until Broya comes back. Uh forgot to briefly touch on that that um you know because we only have 7 international loan spots, uh, Diego Moreira ended up taking that last loan spot. Huh. So basically you can only send 7 players on loan to places that are not English clubs. And we already had 6 coming yeah. into this week, two of them being Ziyech and Lukaku because on the books those are technically loans, even though Ziyech is, is an obligation to buy for next summer for No money. (laughs) I don't understand why they just didn't. Something about the books. It looked better on the books for, I think, Galatasaray, not for us. Lukaku obviously was a loan, so we had to waste two loan spots for them. So that means David Washington did not get his loan. He's going to have to stay around Chelsea at least until January. Maybe they can get him to an English club in uh, January. But for now, he's the backup striker. Did not feature. um, He's really only been at the club for a week and a half. Not sure if he's been training fully with them. Um, yeah, he was going to go to Strasbourg and join his former Santos teammate uh, Anhalo Gabriel. So we were going to have two loanies at that club, yeah. and uh, they ended up giving it to Diego Moreira, who joined Lyon. That was our seventh out of seventh European loan, and then, you know, that was also the big the big problem with Chalaba was that they didn't want to use the last spot on Chalaba because Bayern Munich wanted it to be a a buy, and uh, we uh, we they wanted to be a loan. I'm sorry, and Chelsea wanted to be a permanent buy because they didn't want to take up one of the seven spots. Yeah. And we ended up getting what we wanted. You know, we ended up getting him to stay. Um, Yeah. Uh, Other players on the bench that didn't feature, Mark Cucurella back and um, had two keepers, Petrovic and Lucas Bokstrom, and Leslie Ugochukwu, who had a really good midweek performance um, against Wimbledon, played the full 90 minutes. Looks like a really good center midfield talent in there. Uh, Ugochukwu kind of took that... uh, that bench role from Santos this year it really seemed like yeah. Sa- uh, Andre Santos was going to get that back role. He ended up going to not in forest on loan who, uh, who could not feature today against his parent club, obviously, but um, hopefully he gets some game time in the midfield there um, and getting gets to play with Callum Hudson-Odoi as well. Um, and they signed a lot of players on deadline day, not in forest. So I was a little, and one of them being a midfielder, I was a little concerned that they took Santos alone when they already have a starting midfielder. And then they signed another midfielder from PSV Eindhoven. Um, so I was a little concerned for Santos there about maybe how much playtime he'll get. yeah.
1: Um,
0: because they, not and four signed like three players on deadline day. I was a little, and they already, they already had a big squad. They have close to like 29 to 30 players. Oh shit. Um, yeah. Looking at other players. I mean, Ben Chihuahua, I don't like him in that role, but he did put in one really good cross that deserved a finish, but uh, Sterling didn't make a fast enough run. Levi Colba played some really good passes, particularly in the first half. He kind of faltered out the game in the second half. We were trying to push for a goal. Um, he's still basically playing left back, um, which is fine. He can play some really good passes from that flank, so it's fine that he's playing there. Um, that's pretty much all I want to touch. I think we touched on everyone. Like I said, Cole Palmer coming on for his debut looks pretty promising. Um, we'll see. Maybe he only looks pretty promising because he just came from City training <laughs> this past week. As soon as he trains for us for a week, he, you
1: know, don't say that.
0: Starts looking like mudrick. Oh, um, no. I know. Um, so when we come back uh, from international break, uh, we're going to be playing AFC Bournemouth. Um, that again, pretty favorable start to the schedule here. Um, and after that we go to Aston Villas, which is a much harder, uh, competition than AFC Bournemouth. Look, Bournemouth is one of those few teams that we beat even last year when Lampard came in and we pretty much lost every game under Lampard, but even he won that game. I mean, come on, we got to be Bournemouth when we come back, right? You would think. Hopefully. Hopefully.
1: Hopefully. Maria's
0: depressed. She's done. We're going to get out of here. Um, we're going to do an episode next week. Um, we're going to go through every single transfer move of the summer. That includes sells, uh, permanent buys and loans. And, uh, we're going to give letter grades to all of them based on how much money we paid, how much money we received for players. Um, and we're gonna give them letter grades and we're going to compare, um, what we think. And we're going to release that, uh, because there's not much else to do during the international break. (laughs) Uh, real quick, I want to give a quick shout out to players that got called up for their international teams Ian Matson receiving his very first senior call-up for the Netherlands. Let's go. Congratulations to Ian Motsen and our own Levi Colwell being included in the senior England squad for nice. the first time. He's going to be with Ben Chilwell and Connor Gallagher who, awesome. who have been called up many times. A bit of drama between uh, Raheem Sterling not getting um, called up either for really? England. He was a bit upset and Gareth Southgate, the England manager, just basically said that there were no other England attackers to drop to bring Sterling back in the squad. Uh, but he does acknowledge that he's been playing very well. And I'm looking at the list that he picked, and I'm looking at Callum Wilson, and I'm looking at Eddie and Ketia, and I'm thinking, what do you mean? There's two attackers right there that are not as good as Sterling, but I digress. we got to hope that Sterling will get back in the team, but um, hey, that just, that's one less injury for us to worry that's about true. during the national break. Um, I always worry when Ben Chilwell goes to England. It always seems like he yeah. he gets hurt at England a while. Uh, obviously, Reese James not caught up because he is hurt. Um, Axel DeSasi got caught up to the France squad. Not his first time, but... Um, Still good to see him get some playtime. And uh, I think that's it. We talked about the loans coming in, uh, the loans going out. I'm sorry. We talked about Cole Palmer coming in. We talked about AFC Wimbledon, not in him forest. Um, next week, we'll do a preview, a uh, brief preview on AFC Bournemouth. And uh, like I said, we're going to go through every single transfer of the summer window, which in case you haven't followed was a lot. I think no. we were the busiest in the world, were we not? <laughs> Uh, probably the biggest uh, roster turnover you will probably ever see in this club's history, at least maybe in our lifetime. Uh, I'm not sure you'll ever see quite a turnover. Like we just saw this summer. I hope not. Really incredible. I mean, and considering they signed a lot of players on seven, eight year deals, I think it's almost impossible that they'll ever do this again because you just locked down and and pretty much all of them, by the way, under 23 years old, by the way. So, I mean, a lot of players going to be here for the long haul going into their mid and upper twenties of their careers. Um, so we're really going to be talking about what is a historic transfer window, and what a lot of people are talking about. And you know, it's all the memes right now. The haha, we spent half a billion dollars and we can't beat Nottingham forwards Blah blah blah. Okay, well you know, we're, we're going to see. We're going to see. Exactly. Aren't we?
1: It's just the it's just the beginning of the season. So. Don't expect
0: Pochettino to win his first four games. In tr- I mean, that's a bit much to ask. Exactly. Um, I mean, Premier League such a competitive league. Every single team is going to play you, just dog hard. You know. Uh, so that's going to do it. Follow us on Twitter, by the way. I've been forgetting to plug our socials on these episodes. I did make a Twitter and Instagram for this. You can connect with us there. You can ask us questions there. Um, on Twitter, at Pod and on Instagram, at Pod. Leave us a five-star review wherever you listen, whether it's Google, Spotify, Apple. Uh, really helps us out with the algorithm there. And we'll see you next week. Stay blue. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.